I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, 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 and welcome to The Art of Decluttering. I'm your host, Amy Ravel. I've never started an episode with a hey, 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 but it felt appropriate. It is a Saturday afternoon and I'm recording this episode for you. Um, and what I want to talk to you about today is something that really triggered, maybe triggered is a bit too much of a, a woke word at the moment, but something that really bothered me this week um, that I want to unpack with you guys and explore a little bit. But first of all, I want to say that I have really loved the last week. So many new listeners have been contacting me to say hi and that they're really enjoying the episodes. Um, One listener reached out and said she's eating herself out of house and home and working her way through her freezer. Another person talked to me about how there's been some episodes that have really challenged their mindset and the way they think about things. Um, And so thank you. Please keep reaching out. Please keep letting me know what's helpful, what you want to hear more of. If you've got any guests recommendations, make sure you let me know. Today, I want to talk to you about consumerism. Um, And I think that this is possibly the first of a few episodes just discussing the like the all different aspects of consumerism so conscious consumerism and conspicuous consumerism and and what it means to be a consumer what it means to live in a society um, that is consumeristic I thought it would be helpful though if I started for you with an explanation or a, um, a definition of what consumerism is and there's quite a few out there but this is the one that really stuck um, out to me Consumerism is a social and economic order that encourages the acquisition of goods and services in ever-increasing amounts. And there's a few things around that that uh, terrify me, to be honest. One of them is calling it an order, uh, which really gives that intentionality. Like this isn't consumerism doesn't happen by accident. Consumerism is something that is targeted, that is intentional that has purpose behind it, that somebody is the the beneficiary of our consumerism. And it talks about encouraging the acquisition. Um, And acquisition, I really think of myself as like an addition word or a multiplication word. Sometimes when I'm out shopping or when I'm talking to clients and they're talking about buying things, they're talking about adding to their collection or sometimes multiplying their collection depending on how much they're purchasing One of the things that I'm really passionate about when it comes to acquisition is replacing. So rather than buying something new and then keeping the old or the broken or the not working anymore is to get rid of that and and only have the new one or really just to not buy something new unless there's a need for it. 
So rather than I just like that dress, it's I, do I need that dress? Do I love that dress? Am I going to use that dress? Or is it just adding to that acquisition of dresses that I have? Then it talks about it being goods and services. I think that speaks for itself. It's stuff, right? So it's stuff and experiences. And this is the kicker, isn't it? In ever-increasing amounts. And so if you think about compounding, that's really what ever-increasing amounts is talking about. And it goes back to that acquisition word. So we're not just adding one and then 12 months later adding one other thing. An ever-increasing acquisition is compounding. And so you end up just with this multiplication of stuff that you own, of stuff that you're buying. And then if you times that by everybody that lives in this consumeristic culture, it's, it's terrifying how much stuff is unnecessary. And so the the thing that really triggered this idea, and I've been thinking about it, mulling on it for nearly a week now, is a week ago, I went to Chadston Shopping Centre, which for those in Australia will know it's the biggest shopping centre in Australia. And it is enormous. Like my kids were just blown away. We'd not been there with them before. And we were actually going to do a puzzle room. So we weren't going to shop. Um, I think the only thing I bought is I needed some socks because I put holes in some of my socks. So we went to this puzzle room. So we were there with the intention of having this family experience. My whole family went. So there was, I don't know, 15 of us or something. We had an awesome time. But what was really confronting for me, and partly because I don't spend a lot of time at shops, I'm not someone who window shops or shops for fun or entertainment or emotionally shops. I'm very much someone who is a practical shopper. So it was foreign in the sense that, I just don't wander around the shops, but it was absolutely packed. It was a Sunday afternoon. It took us probably 30 minutes to find a car park. Um, And I think that I had a look and there was 10,000 car parks and that's how long it took us to find the one. And then when we went in there, it was just buzzing with people. Just, it just reminded me of how critical like at the at critical level, consumerism has invaded our society, that we're not even conscious or aware that we are part of this wheel that just keeps spinning, that we're trapped in because we're so in it that sometimes until we're out of it, we don't see the damage that it's doing. And I think as a minimalist um, and, you know, obviously working with people in decluttering and organising, Often what we see as decluttering organizing, decluttering and organizing experts is we see the excess in people's homes and consumerism really does glorify the excess. So consumerism wants you to think, I'm speaking like it's a person, but as a, what was, what was the word that it was used before? It's an order, <laughs> a social and economic order. That order wants you to think that the more you have, the more you are. The better the things you have, the better you are. The higher quality, the higher quality you are. The more beautiful the things, the more beautiful you are. The more expensive the things, the more prosperous you are. So they want you to tie your self-worth, tie your importance and value and how you contribute to the world to the stuff to the goods and services that you spend your money on. And it, it was, I 
think when I arrived, the thing that blew me away is that as a society, we have spent probably trillions of dollars just investing in building shopping centers, building all these stores, stocking them, putting all the infrastructure around it, all the people that work in these places. So the thing that struck me, obviously, is just the scale and the opulence and the incredible this the floor space and the size of the shops and all of that thing at one point I turned to Cal and I said imagine if they'd taken this prime real estate and all the money that has been invested into it and turns it into like shelter for the homeless or for women's refuge or for a family violence or like imagine if we could help solve some of the unstable accommodation and tenancy issues with an incredible amount of space like this and the amount of money they've poured into it. I know that's quite utopian, um, but it still struck me. So what I want to do is jump to a break and then talk to you about the, the shift that I had once we had done our puzzle room, our puzzle game and how that worked and the shift in my mindset as I came back out of that and then walked back to the car. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back in just a sec. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So what I want to tell you about just super quickly is about this hijinks hotel. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. So it's not an escape room. It's actually like, it's set up like a hotel. So there's all these different hotel rooms and you go into each room as a group. There were 15 of us, I think. Um, and there was four in my group and like FYI, we won, which uh, Sarah, Tommy, Elijah and I were pretty excited about. Not competitive at all. Um, this is a podcast about consumerism, not competitiveness. So we won. There were rooms where you had to um, follow a musical theme. So it would like play dink, 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 and then you'd have to play that back using buttons. There was ones where you had to take little plastic balls and, and put them through basketball hoops. There was ones where you had to look at a like a cartoon mural and it would then pop up questions like, what colour are Sonic's eyes? So which of the dwarves, of the seven dwarves, is standing next to Mario's cart? So there's lots of questions and you get to answer those and it's very competitive and it's lots of fun and it was high energy. We were just so exhausted by the end of it. 
And then afterwards we went and got an ice cream and all sat around and debriefed, like, which was your favourite part? Which did you do the best at? Which one was the hardest? And, you know, we told stories and it was a really, really awesome time. So anyway, once we finished that and we were walking back to the car, I stopped looking at the size and the scale of the shops because already that was normal to me. Like literally from having walked in, I walked out and I was like, oh yeah, this is just the scale and the size of this shopping centre and all of these big banners and signs and hundreds of people, thousands of people. This is just normal. Like I was already acclimatised to the scale and the opulence of this consumerism. But the thing that really struck me as we were walking back to the car was the people. Instead of seeing a swarm of people like ants, I started to see individuals and I started to think about their stories, that they're working 40, 50 hours a week. They're working really hard to earn this money and then they're spending their weekends coming out and just spending it on stuff they don't need, stuff they're probably not going to use, stuff they may not even love. And it broke my heart. I started looking at individuals' arms and the bags that they were holding, bags of brands that I've never owned. I've seen plenty of on all the advertising of things that are meant to make you feel insufficient as a human, um, that if you buy all these things, you're going to be amazing. Walking around with them, five, six, seven bags. And if you think there's probably $500 worth of stuff in each bag. And it just broke my heart because I thought these people are walking around impressed, trying to impress people that they shouldn't have to impress. The people that love you, you don't need to impress with stuff. They were spending their hard-earned money and it just broke my heart. I, th- I actually said to Cal at one point, imagine if one Sunday a year, all of the money that's spent at Chadston, or you know, you insert in your town or city the biggest shopping centre there is, imagine if all of that money was reversed from the transactions and given to a charity. Imagine the difference it could make in a city because we're talking like I don't know the number, but let's just say for argument's sake hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars at minimum spent in one day. And it just, again, broke my heart. I said, there are people in our city who are homeless, who are hungry, who can't find work, who don't have supports, whose children are sleeping on beds without sheets and pillows, whose children aren't having showers because they don't have hot water. Like this is the state of the city that we're living in. And consumerism is just saying you need more and more and more of this stuff. And it made me angry. It made me feel sick in the stomach. It made me it made me just despise this unconscious consumerism that as a society we so often fall into where we just take it as a given because that's how we've grown up and that's what we're used to. As I said, even the difference from me walking out of these puzzle rooms that we did, all of a sudden the scale was not as huge as it was when I first walked in. And it, it struck me. It struck me so much that these people are taking all that stuff home. It's probably not the first time they've been to the shops and spent thousands of dollars and come home with heaps of stuff and they're filling their houses, they're feeling overwhelmed in their houses and then they're going back to work to pay for the stuff that they've purchased at a job they may not even like. I got angry and I said, like I was saying to poor Cal, who, who was equally as frustrated and overwhelmed with just the scale of it and the consumeristic mentality that just seemed no one seemed to question and I'm so grateful for you guys as a community that we can question this stuff that we can talk about it that we can say like what do you think what we don't have to give up consumerism altogether and never buy another item of clothes and never go and you know buy some new tea or a new saucepan like 
you don't have to give it up completely, but don't just go along with it thinking more is better, more will make me happy. Question that stuff. Question whether you could drop down to four days a week if you didn't keep spending your weekends buying clothes that you didn't need. Think about what would happen if instead of going and spending all my money there, I actually donated it to a cause and went for a walk with a friend instead. Like think about alternatives. I I don't want consumerism to be to be left unquestioned. I'm certainly not poo-pooing it all together. You know, from a consumeristic point of view, like I'm an author, so I have a book and that's consumerism. Um, and I hope that it adds heaps of value. And I always say to people, share the book around, share it with your friends, your sisters, your neighbours, donate it to your local library when you're finished with it. But but I'm part of that and I purchase things, but I really challenge you to think about it, be conscious about it. You know, you don't have to always be acquiring more and more. You can choose that there's a limit to which you want to have. There's a there's a capacity which you're happy to sit at, that you don't need to have more and more clothes just to feel like you've got something to wear. Actually, if you go back to some of our wardrobe episodes and clothes episodes and um, the episode we did with the colour guru and uh, like there's there's so many alternatives that I want to give you permission, not that you need it, but I just want to encourage you today to think about that as an option. How can I reduce my unquestioning, unwavering support and allegiance to consumerism and how can I actually move to a point where I'm not bound by consumerism but I actually feel like I have the power over it. It doesn't have the power over me. And sometimes that means questioning advertising that you see it means seeing your wardrobe with fresh eyes it means seeing your home with fresh eyes it means when you buy something you can replace something rather than just adding to the quantity of things that you have so I hope today hasn't been too ranty but I really do hope that you hear my heart through it for you that you can have freedom from consumerism you can have freedom from stuff you can have freedom from having the financial burden that so often comes with consumerism that you can be free from the burden and the overwhelm of so much stuff in your house that comes with consumerism and then you have to pay to get rid of it or you have to take it to an op shop like if you can be conscious of it and if you can really choose what you purchase for things that you need that you love that you don't have something else that could do the same job, that you're not adding to it, that that freedom is available for you. If today's episode has challenged you and is helpful to you, I would love nothing more than for you to share it with a friend. So you can just hit the share button on whatever app or Spotify or Apple Podcasts that you're listening to it on. Share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram stories, share it with someone so that they too can experience true freedom from clutter. It is possible and it is an enjoyable life. It's not a life of deprivation. It's actually a life of joy, intentionality um, and purpose. And I want to invite everyone to come on that journey with me and with you. So thanks for listening today. I look forward to being back with you next week. If you're looking for something to listen to next, have a look in the show notes. There's some episodes that will just tie in beautifully to what we've talked about today and challenge you to keep on this journey. Until next week, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respect to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. 
If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search The Art of Decluttering Community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 